What's good? You already know who it is, and if you don't know who it is, it's your man Leon Benson, aka Leon Genesis, aka your mom's favorite personal trainer, aka Let's Get It, aka Let's Work, aka Always Working, aka Theatres Thompson in the building. What it do? We back at it again, man. This is episode 136, season four of the Passion Purpose Perspective podcast by yours truly. We out here, we working. Of course, it's Super Bowl Sunday, fun day, February 12th, 2023. So, let's get into today's episode. Now, last episode we talked about 10 reasons why you're not making progress in the gym and in the kitchen. And then in the world of finance, we talked about cash flow hedges. So if you want to go back into the feed and check out episode 135 for all of the divs and details on that, you can do so. Today, we are going to talk about why you should not be afraid of carbs. And then in the world of finance, we're going to talk about total comprehensive income or loss net of taxes. And then we're also going to give a brief economic update. And then we're going to go from there. And before we get into that, make sure you download, rate, comment, and subscribe to the podcast. we got more episodes on the way. Now, so many people are what Greg Doucette likes to call carbophobes. A lot of individuals are afraid of carbs or they try to eliminate carbs from their diet. Um, and it's just, it's weird because carbs are very essential to one's diet and to eliminate a food group entirely can actually have some negative implications involved because you will become deficient in certain areas ergo your performance will suffer in the gym you won't make any progress as far as like losing weight or building muscle depending on what food group you're eliminating but yeah you don't want to get to a point where you're completely eliminating a food group And especially in this case, a macronutrient, you need all three macronutrients, you need protein, you need fat, and you need carbohydrates. And yeah, there's just like a negative connotation around carbs. Oh, carbs are bad. Carbs make you fat. Carbs, you know, like carbs are the devil, whatever. However you want to say it, like, no, carbs are your friend. Carbs are good. Carbs are not bad. Um... So, yeah, essentially, let's just get into it, and then we're going to go from there. So, according to a Healthline.com article, we're going to break down carbs. Carbs, they are molecules that contain carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen atoms in specific ratios. While uh, why they matter and should be included in one's daily diet is because they provide your body with energy. Carbs in food are broken down into glucose before entering the bloodstream. That glucose is taken into the body and is used to provide ATP, which is adesinine triphosphate, through cellular respiration. Um, ATP, it powers a variety of metabolic tasks. So stored glucose is called glycogen, primarily found in the liver and muscle. Glycogen in muscle is only used by muscle cells. 
muscle glycogen is vital for long periods of high intensity exercise. Excessive glycogen in the blood can get stored as fat. So that's just kind of a breakdown, some of the details of what a carb is and what's inside of it and how it functions and what it does. So some ways that carbs can actually be beneficial to you. Carbs can help preserve muscle. Consuming carbs is also another way to prevent starvation-related loss of muscle mass. Glucose, which is in, inside of a carbohydrate, it provides the brain with energy. Some other benefits. Carbs promote digestive health, making it easier to poop, for, for lack of a better phrase. Um, so yeah, when you're trying to pass waste or toxins through your bowels, it's beneficial if you're eating a sufficient amount of carbohydrates. Because again, eating enough carbs is going to help you to flush out your bowels, which is important in terms of just being healthy overall, but just, you know, somewhat of a, of a cleansing process, so to speak. Um, and then, yeah, in terms of losing weight, obviously, if you're pooping on a consistent basis, you're not going to carry as much toxic waste in your body. If you're not carrying as much toxic waste via your dookie, you're going to be lighter, essentially. So, yeah, it's important to get enough carbs in to continue that process. Now, a sufficient amount of carbs can influence heart health and lower blood sugar levels which could possibly prevent diabetes or the development of diabetes. So those are some of the benefits of carbs. Now, another interesting tidbit is for every gram of carbs that you consume, there's three to four grams of water inside of that. So when you eat carbs, you essentially will retain some water which is a part of the reason why people look at carbs in a negative way. Oh, when I eat carbs, I gain weight. Well, guess what? Some of that weight is in the form of water weight. Now, if you're eating in excess of, you know, your maintenance calories, if you're in a calorie surplus and you're or you're eating, you know, an excess amount of carbs, of course, you're going to retain water, but eventually once you hit that threshold for your daily recommended amount of carbohydrates it's probably going to get stored as fat after after the the rest of the body breaks it down and use it utilizes it for energy um so yeah it's just like my take on carbs is just like man like i said earlier carbs don't make you fat um they don't they don't make you gain weight lack of exercise and overeating is the cause of fat and there of course are some other pre-genetic dispositions as well but carbs are a great source of energy. If you need energy and you have very intense workouts, you're going to need to be able to get through those workouts um, and to perform, you know, each rep and each set or whatever workout that you're doing, you know, at an optimum level. And in that case, you need energy. Well, your main energy source in food is going to come from your carbohydrates. Yes, you can get some from protein. Uh, you may even get some from fat, but that's only if you're inefficient, uh, or lacking or, de or deficient in the carbohydrate area 
which again, a lot of people, they try to minimize the amount of carbs that they're, that they're taking in. And yeah, you don't want to get to a point where, you know, you're completely neglecting carbs. That's just dumb. No, you need to have enough discipline to be able to eat carbs to a point where you're functioning at optimum levels and not causing yourself to overeat carbs or any other any other macronutrient, whether it's fat or protein, and even some of the micronutrients. You just don't want to do certain things in access. Like, you don't want to overdo something. People overeat in the form of carbohydrates. It's easy to eat a lot of carbs. That's that's where the weight gaining comes from. And also, too, on top of that, the lack of exercise or the lack of rest and recovery or, you know, just inefficient supplementation as well. But also, too, just ignorance on the subject of nutrition or or just, you know, fitness principles and how to build muscle or how to maintain the amount of weight that you're at now if you like where you're at. But, yeah, man. Stop being afraid of carbs. You you got to you got to eat enough carbs in moderation. You can't go crazy with it, but you don't want to completely just say I'm not going to eat any carbs whatsoever. I, I that's just not it's not going to be as useful for a lot of individuals. Maybe for some people it is, you know, in different types of circumstances based on their health conditions. But, you know, if you don't really have any serious health complications, um you can eat carbs. You don't have to be afraid of them. Again, you just you need to learn how to just balance things out. You you don't have to eat so many carbs where you start to gain fat or store the carbs, the extra carbs as as fat because that's what happens to your body if you're eating too many carbs or if you're eating too much fat or too much protein. AKA too many calories. So, yeah, as the saying goes, calories in, calories out, energy in, energy out. Uh, it's about energy expenditure, but it's also obviously about energy input. So it's finding a balance between the two. Okay, I'm going to eat, you know, however many meals a day, three meals a day. Some people eat four, some people eat five meals a day. Um, you know, some of the bodybuilders or powerlifters, they might eat six times a day. It's a little different. But yeah, for the most part, all right, you're going to eat that many meals. Now, for each meal, make sure you got some protein, some carbohydrates, and some fats. And it's just like, I don't know. It's such a simple thing. It's such a simple thing. But as human beings, we overcomplicate everything. And we just say, well, you know, I heard that carbs make you fat. So I'm just not even going to go there. Or when I eat carbs, I start to gain weight. It's like you're gain In the beginning, you're gaining water weight. Your body's going to utilize a certain amount of carbs for energy. It's going to give you the energy that you need to get through the day to push through a workout. Now, if you're going above and beyond that that daily recommended uh, amount, of course, it's going to get stored as fat. That's how it works. Um, if you're eating too much fat, guess what? <laughs> that fat is going to get stored uh, as excess fat. Now you're eating too much fat and you're gaining weight. Okay, the same with protein. If you're eating a ridiculous amount of protein and you maybe lack in other areas as far as like the fats or carbohydrates, the same thing is going to happen. Some of that's going to get stored as fat. But yeah, with the carbs, it's like, yo, you can have carbs. You can eat cleaner carbs. You don't have to be a carbophobe. You don't have to completely eliminate carbs from your diet. They liter- carb- Carbohydrates are literally going to energize you. 
And they're also going to provide energy for your brain, which is even more important. Like you need your brain in order to function and, 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 and engage in daily activities. So if you're not eating enough carbs, you're you're depriving your brain of the energy that it needs as well as the water that it needs. Your brain needs water as well to function properly. So yeah, it's a dangerous game to play. You'll also get headaches. You'll become super drowsy. Um, you'll start to get like shaky and jittery. You'll feel weak if you don't have enough carbs in your diet. So stop eliminating carbs from your diet. Just moderate the portions that you eat. Be disciplined. Stop being lazy. You can eat the carbs. You just don't have enough discipline to eat enough carbs, but not too many carbs. And that's that's a problem for a lot of individuals. So stop being afraid of carbs. They literally energize you. They give you the energy that you need. Um, especially if you're getting enough protein and fat in your diet. Like, come on, man. But yeah, carbs are your friend. They're, you know, carbs don't hurt you. You overeating, you eating too much food and not exercising enough is what's hurting you. Um, you know, you lacking the knowledge or information in, in regards to how carbs function as far as their use within the body, with within, you know, just maintaining your metabolism you know or just your ph levels as far as like homeostasis all of that good stuff like you need carbs in your diet you just got to have enough discipline to not overindulge that's one of the main things that gets people um and again it's honestly i broke it down in the last video like or in the last excuse me in the last podcast episode like you know, the 10 reasons why you're not making progress. And, so, and of course, yeah, some people eat too much. Some people don't eat enough. Like, and, and if you're trying to run away from carbs, you're, you're doing more harm than good to yourself. So, yeah, man, don't be afraid of carbs. Now, that was a short segment, but we're going to end it there. If you enjoyed... The fitness portion of today's episode, make sure you download, rate, comment, and subscribe to the podcast. We got more episodes on the way. Now, let's get into the world of finance. We've been covering 10K reports or annual reports and just going through, you know, some of the line items. And more specifically, we've been more focused on consolidated statements of comprehensive income and just going through that line by line. So... The next thing we're going to talk about in the world of finance is the total other comprehensive income net of taxes. So, and then um, another thing I'm going to talk about quickly is why it's stupid to buy stocks based on rumors that you hear. But the usual, let's give a quick little economic update. So the S&P 500 at the close on Friday was at 4,090.46 or 15.11% off of the 2022 January 4th, 52 week highs. Now, some financial experts and analysts and professionals say that we're just in a bear market rally. If you don't know about bear markets or what a bear market rally is, We've talked about this in episodes 94, episode 100, and episode 101. Now, as far as what's happening right now in the market, in the stock market more specifically, others believe that the market is going to make a comeback by the end of the year. 
So there's a lot of optimism going on right now. Some of that optimism could be a head fake. Um, but honestly, it's hard to tell who really knows. I have no idea. But anyway, moving on to monetary policy, Federal Reserve. So the Fed has more tightening that they may have to do. Although they were a bit dovish uh, at the last FOMC meeting, employment rose by 517,000 jobs in January. The employment rate right now is at 3.4%. So it's at a 50, over 50-year 50 low. So that is one reason why the Fed is probably going to continue to increase interest rates. Um, at maybe at some point there's, you know, some, some, some ideas around them stopping, you know, somewhere slightly above 5% on the Fed funds rate. I don't know. They probably don't even know until more data comes out, but yeah, man, it's, it's interesting because of course, in some elements of the economy, certain parts of inflation are coming down. But they still want to see certain things happen in order to just really be sure that inflation is not coming back. And with a strong labor market, that could mean that inflation will remain persistent if people have enough income and they're buying more things and their demand continues to increase or stays elevated and pushes prices up. So, yeah, man, it's it's a lot going on, but. I mean, yeah, there is some light at the end of the tunnel, but I'm still a believer that we got more tightening to do and that it's not over yet. The labor market is, is too strong. I, I just it's hard to see, you know, them, you know, eventually pausing or cutting. It wouldn't make to me. It doesn't make any sense. But what do I know? Anyway, uh, where are we at now? So, yeah, man, with that out the way, basically, um, I just want to talk about, like, why you shouldn't buy stocks based on rumors, a.k.a. why you shouldn't buy businesses just based off of rumors. And then we're going to get into the 10K report and talk about the details of comprehensive income and how that works. Now, one of the reasons why you should never buy any business based off of rumors is because the person that's telling you they may have an incentive so an example would be something like this. They tell you to buy some st stock in some company. So you buy it, the stock rises, and then the person that told you, they sell it. And then shortly after that, the stock price tumbles. For one thing is, you listen to a random ass person, even if you know them or close to them or whatever. Like, how long have they been interested in this in investing how long have they been interested in finance? Like, what is their appeal, you know, as far as being an investor? Did they get a tip from somebody? Like, you don't know. So why are they telling you to buy it? And even still, it's just like, you would think you should be wise enough to just look inward and say, okay, well, why are they telling me to buy this? Let me look at what it is. What type of business is it? Why would I buy this? What is the outcome? You know, what's the time horizon? What is the potential return rate of return? Like what's, you know, just there's so many different questions to ask. But anyway, yeah, someone telling you to buy a business via the stock market is not a good reason to buy a stock. 
or not a good reason to buy a business. But if I say stock, you guys know what I'm talking about. I just don't like to say it too much. But anyway, number two, the, the number two reason why you shouldn't buy businesses based off of rumors, why you shouldn't buy stock based off of rumors. Number two, you don't understand the business or the asset class, which is another huge thing. So, okay, you might, under, you might understand something like McDonald's. So you might be more inclined to buy McDonald's stock. Okay, cool. But maybe something like a technology firm or company, you know, I mean, let's, we might as well throw that in. Let's say there's a, a fucking, what is it called? A chat GBT, whatever G, I don't even know what the hell it's called, but like some AI company, some new AI company that comes out and someone tells you to buy it and you just buy it based off of hype you know, or what they think it might do, or you just buy it based off of like, well, it's a technology and technology rules the world. So I'm going to buy, you know, this, this chat, GBT, whatever the hell it's called stock and this and that. It's like, it's the same thing. You should have some, some type of like rudimentary, basic understanding of how the business works. What's the business structure? Like, how do they make money? How, what's the possibility of a company losing money? Um, is it, is it a very competitive business in general or a competitive sector or industry you know what are the odds of complete disaster based on current economic environments like there's so many things that you should be asking yourself um instead of just buying something because you heard about it or somebody told you about it or because it's in you know a market or business where there's could be like a lot of hype around it or a potential bubble forming uh, in today's example would be artificial intelligence. Everybody's going crazy over AI. So there's probably people that are buying stock in, in artificial intelligence companies. And it's just like, are you buying it because you understand AI or are you buying it just based off of hype and FOMO? Because that's another thing. Um, yeah. By the way, I just wrote a, uh, a piece on WordPress about FOMO. You should go check that out leon.com backslash wordpress but anyway um the number three reason why you should not buy a business aka stock based off of rumors because the person telling you heard it from somebody else which makes it even worse so i hear about a stock tip from somebody i think it's cool or interesting and then i tell you and then you go and buy the stock. It's just like dumbass reason to buy a stock in a, in, in a company, to buy a business. I'm not finna buy a business just because my friend's friend told him about it and then told me about it. No. What's the business model? What is the potential of the business? What, you know, what's the maximum uh, loss that you can get from buying that business? What is the maximum rate of return that you could possibly get on the business? What are the current economic environments or what is the current economic environment? Um, you know, and where does that, where does that put the business as far as like its potential to grow or, or just to completely, you know, just evaporate. So yeah, I mean, there's so many different questions to ask. Like, how long has the company been around? How many customers do they have? Um, yeah, like, are they are they backed by, uh, what do you call it? The Better Business Bureau. Like, just little things like that. 
Um, and then going into the financials, like we've been talking about every episode for how many weeks on end, you know, looking at their 10K report and breaking everything down line item by line item. What are the assets and liabilities? How much debt do they have? Do they have the ability to be able to pay that debt off in a timely fashion? Um, do they have any lawsuits against them, you know, that could negatively jeopardize the company's future uh, profitability? Like, you know, so yeah, like, if you're not going through those questions, you probably shouldn't be buying stock in that company anyway, especially if somebody, somebody's friend or a friend of a friend told you. Now, going into number four, the fourth reason why you shouldn't just buy stock based off of rumors is you have to be willing to do your own research. Like, yo, fucking read, man. Pick up a fucking book. Read a read an article. Like, shit, read some blog post about the company. Like, man, you know, I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just super strange, but like when... Anytime I talk to people about finance or investing, it's just like you can just see who who's really doing the work and, and really trying to learn and understand it. And who's just like saying stuff to sound cool or because it's hip right now or because, you know, there was such a, 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 a frenzy in 2021 as far as just elevated stock prices or whatever. It's just like, man, come on, like. If you really want to know about something, if you really want to be good at something, or if you really want to try to understand something, why not read about it and study it and learn it and see if it's something that you want to take further? The same should go for your financial future, should it not? Um, I'm sure a lot of us have made mistakes financially. You know, one in three individuals either has or had some type of debt, whether it was student loan debt, credit card debt, they defaulted on a mortgage, or couldn't pay back a personal loan, whatever the case may be. And it's just like, yo, we got to learn from these mistakes, um, which is another reason why I became so obsessive, compulsive about finance. And I want to learn everything I possibly can about it because of the mistakes that I've made in the past, which is also another reason why I share some of this information too, because there weren't people around or platforms around to tell me like, yo, don't do this with your money. Don't do that with your money. Do this. Don't get that loan or don't get this thing or don't get that credit card or, you know, only use cash or only do this or what, you know, all the different little things that you hear about. There was no there were no platforms around at those times. Um, so, yeah, man, it's just like you got to be willing to do the research yourself. Otherwise, you're going to be up shit creek if something goes wrong or even worse, you're going to have a really good investment in your portfolio. But in the case of of, of last year where the S&P 500 uh, ended the year negative 22%, you're going to end up selling your investments or your businesses in your inside of your investment portfolio just because you don't understand why they are down. And it's just like, yo, yeah, yeah, you fucking up your whole wealth strategy because you don't understand how it works. You're just throwing money at the market or throwing money at the market based off of rumors. And it's just like, man, it's going to get you hurt in this financial game. Like, well, it ain't really a game to me, but like it gets you hurt in this industry. And we all are going to retire one day. So we're all going to have to have enough money to be able to survive. And one of the key elements to that is financial literacy. And that comes with reading page after page after page after page or taking, 
you know, taking finance classes, take a class on accounting if you need to. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's college courses. I don't know how many, but not probably not that many. But yeah, there's some college courses that maybe teach finance or whatever. I don't really know. I'm not a college student, but I took matters into my own hands. So I have to do it, you know, the hard way or the long way and just go page through page of different types of books and just try to create or adopt, you know, some type of investment and finance thesis around my temperament, uh, you know, surrounding risk, my risk tolerance, my time horizon, you know, my my current level of of, you know, just my current knowledge base or intellect, my level of intelligence, whatever that may be. So, yeah, man, it's just like, do the research, do the research. Like, I can never stress that enough. Like, fucking read, man. People don't be wanting to read shit. And it's just like, I understand that school discourages kids, you know, to read. It discouraged me to read. But at the same time, I want to retire a multimillionaire. And because of that, when I left high school, when I left college, I took matters into my own hands because I was curious, yo, how do wealthy people build wealth and how, more importantly, do wealthy people sustain and maintain that wealth over time, you know, year after year, decade after decade? Um, so, yeah, man, you got to you got to be willing to put the work in and do the research yourself. That's reason number four. Now, reason number five, why you should never buy a business in the, via the stock market based off of rumors is because you could lose all of your money or even worse, you could go bankrupt and maybe even become homeless. You just never know. Um, and it's just like, yeah, man, people will, you know, invest in options with like no type of knowledge or background. They'll just do it based off of how much they hear other people make. They go in and do something. Now they're negative. Now that you know their their options account is fucking negative a hundred thousand, and they're getting the craziest margin calls and don't have enough money uh, to recoup those losses. It's just like yo, all because what you heard something on some financial outlet or somebody that you thought you could trust told you some shit. It worked for them, but for whatever reason, it didn't work for you. You blew up your account. And now you're mad at the world. Um, and now you never want to invest again. And it's just like, no, man. That's another thing, too. Don't get scared out of investing. You know, just have enough caution to do the research. Have enough caution to read and study and learn it. So that if something goes wrong, you know why it went wrong. Um, I know I'm spazzing out right now, but it's just something that I'm like, I'm super passionate about it, man, because it drives me insane. Like just seeing people not know how something works, you know, or even when I like, okay, in regards to finance, like I'm a personal trainer by trade. Like that's, that's a part of my background. I got certified in 2013 and it's just like, I'll see people in the gym doing some wonky ass workouts and their form is terrible and it literally makes me cringe because i'm like yo where did they learn this from like they're about to completely ruin their body or get like crazy types of injuries because they they're not educated enough and it's just like that's why you need to do the research but the same thing goes with your money which is even more important well i wouldn't say more important but it's like you know you can't have you can't enjoy your wealth 
without having adequate health. You can't do it. Say what you want to say. If you're in a coma, but you're worth a billion dollars, what, what is it? What are you, what is that really worth? You feel me? So yeah, man, do the research. Um, because yeah, some, some investments, you are definitely going to lose all of the money that you've invested in that, in that asset class. Um, you know, so yeah, I've definitely, you know, so far in my investment journey, yeah, there's, I've made investments where it's been a loss almost ever since I first, you know, made that acquisition, but it was a lesson that I learned. Why am I losing money in this particular investment? And then, okay, you build from there. You build a knowledge base from there and you figure out how to not make that same stupid ass mistake by drilling down on the issue. How do I make sure that I buy the best businesses inside of my stock portfolio? You know, and that comes with, again, page after page after page of, of research and learning and understanding. I don't just read about this stuff. I read about it. I think about it and I write about it and I talk to other people about it because, again, like I said, I'm obsessed with figuring out, like, what is, you know, the overarching process of building sustainable wealth for a lifetime with with the least amount of risk, you know? So yeah, man, you got to be willing to do the research and you definitely can lose all of your money um, on any single investment if you don't understand how it works or if you buy it at a stupid price. That's another thing. Um, but anyway, the last thing, uh, the last thing on the, on this part uh, of the list is scammers. So don't buy businesses based off of rumors because there are a lot of scammers out there. There's a lot of pump and dump. There's a lot of, you know, I get so many Instagram DMs. Oh my goodness, like it's so annoying. And now I've just started to expose them every now and then on my story. They'll message me and ask me where I'm from and what my name is. And they're from some other country most of the time. And of course, they're a Forex trader. It's just like, yo, come on. If you're a trader and you know how to make money from your computer, thousands and thousands of dollars or tens of thousands of dollars with your investment strategy, and you know how to minimize your risk, why wouldn't you just focus on that double, quadruple, you know, 10x your money and mind your own business? You're trying to recruit people like that's the number one giveaway. If you're like, I'll, I'll tell you this. The other day, somebody messaged me on Instagram. Somebody DMs me on Instagram and in, in their uh, what do you call it? Oh, my God. Their their username was like at millionaire investor, bro. If you are a millionaire investor. Why are you trying to recruit me and show me your strategy and I don't even know you? Like, that's a dead giveaway. Another thing, I got uh, two text messages the other day that I didn't pay my, my health care uh, premium and that my, my coverage was about to get cut off. I literally have the statement in my library. It's documented. They already mailed it to me. It came out of my account. I looked at my account and saw it came out. But but they're going to text message me and tell me that I'm behind? No. If it's a proper company, they're going to send you a letter and tell you, hey, you missed your payment. If you don't pay it within the next 30 days, um, you're going to lose your coverage. Here's the ways that you can pay it. They're not going to text you. 
So if you're getting text messages about missing payments or signing up for this or buying, it's like, it's a scam. And that's another reason why you shouldn't buy businesses or stocks based off of rumors. Um, and I know that last one didn't tie in as well, but still, man, there's a lot of scammers out there. This is why you got to do your research and you got to study and learn. But um, yeah, man, this episode is getting kind of long. I don't want to be on here for an hour today. So moving on. Those are the reasons. Let me recap really quickly. So six reasons why you should never, ever buy stock or a or a business inside of your investment portfolio based off of rumors. Number one, the person telling you may have an incentive. So they might be doing like a pump and dump where you buy and the price goes up, then they sell, and then everybody else sells and the price falls, you lose all of your money on that investment. The number two reason, you don't understand the business or asset class. So in this case, you don't understand maybe like an artificial intelligence company or AI company, how it works, how they make money, you know, if it's competitive, low barriers to entry, you know, what the return on investing capital is, et cetera, et cetera. Or you don't understand the asset class. For me, cryptocurrencies or coins or certain types of ETFs or whatever, um, or just even technology companies for that matter. Uh, the number three reason why you should never buy stock based off of rumors. Sorry that it's raining. Uh, the person telling you heard it from somebody else. Number four, the reason why you should never buy stocks based off of rumors. You have to be willing to do your own research. Number five, you could lose all of your money or even worse, you could go bankrupt or become homeless, perhaps. Um, and the number six reason why you should never buy stock or businesses based off of rumors is because there's a lot of scammers out there. Now, we're going to get into this final segment and try to really wrap it up because this rain is coming down hard. Hopefully you guys can't hear it. I'm going to try to edit it out as best as I can. Now, we've been we've been going over 10K reports uh, for what seems like a very long time. We've been going through each line item and just looking at how can you value the businesses inside of your stock portfolio and get a better understanding of whether it's a good investment or a bad investment. And also, this will help you to screen future investments. Now, let me say something. This is for informational purposes only. Do your own research. Don't rely on this as gospel or fact you have to study and figure this out like is is what does leon genesis really know what he's talking about or if you really know me does leon benson know anything about what he's saying like let me let me google what he's talking about and see if there's any credibility behind that because i could just be lying to you or saying any type of thing so yeah consult with your financial advisors in the world of finance consult with your tax attorneys um in the world of fitness, consult with a nutritionist, consult with your doctor, um, you know, get some consultation from a personal trainer other than me and really see like, you know, is what I'm saying is real or if it's right for you, whatever it may be. So, yeah. Now, getting back to this, that was just a disclaimer. Now, getting back to this, uh, we've been going over 10K reports and we're going to go over now total other comprehensive income net of taxes. So. What the hell is that? Comprehensive income, according to Investopedia, is the variation in a company's owner equity, excluding investments by owners during a specific time period. It includes things like net income and unrealized gains or losses. Now, these unrealized gains or losses, they're going to be based off of things like hedges or derivative instruments, 
and or foreign currency transactions and then gains or losses as well. So similar what similar to what we talked about in episode 133 as far as uh, the foreign currency transactions. Now, comprehensive income provides a complete view of a company's income, some of which may not be fully captured on the income statement. Now, this might be based on net income or unrealized gains. For the investor, which would be you or me, um, you get, you basically, you get a better gauge on a company's profitability and stability of earnings. And the, the other comprehensive income net of losses, the total other comprehensive income net of, of taxes, excuse me, it can be used to compare to other similar companies within the same industry or sectors. So once again, when you're looking at a 10K report and you go to the consolidated statement of comprehensive income and you're going down the list or the line items and you're checking out the, the potential of a business that you want to buy inside of your stock portfolio, you're going to see total other comprehensive income net of taxes. So you're going to, it, that is saying you're going to see other comprehensive income after taxes are already accounted for. And again, it's going to show you the variation in a company's owner equity, excluding investments uh, by owners during a specific period. So yeah, you get like a snapshot of, of the profitability of a company, if it's doing well or not. And that's just one section, that's one line item. You're not putting everything into that one line item or that one number. It's just a gauge to show you, again, is the company profitable? Are they doing well with their investments? Are they are they allocating money at a at an efficient clip at any at an efficient rate over time? Are they making the right investments? Are they protecting the downside with cash flow hedges or derivative instruments to offset certain types of losses? Um, you know that could show up on the income statement or the balance sheet or in this case, in assets and liabilities. So yeah, that is something, the, the total other comprehensive income net of taxes is something that you want to look at and monitor over, you know, the trailing three years, five years, 10 years of a company's financial history to see how the numbers, you know, how the numbers stack up. Are they increasing? Are they decreasing? Is that good or is that bad? And then you go from there and you move on to the next line item and the next line item after that. Um, and you just do that with every single company. Get get the 10K report. It's called a Form 10K report. Get that on every single uh, business that you buy. So I'm going to say it like this so you understand it more. Every time you, uh, like whenever you buy stock in a new company, Order the 10K report and read the 10K report. If you don't want to read all of the, the, the wording and the details of their explanations, go to the, the profit and loss statements. Go to the comprehensive uh, statement of income, the consolidated statement of income. Go to the assets and liabilities. Look at the numbers to see 
what directions they're going in, but you need to understand which numbers are good and which numbers are bad. And then you, you compare that to other companies within the same uh, industry. <coughs> Excuse me. And you also compare the most recent 10K report numbers to the same company's previous years. So if you're looking at uh, 2022 earnings um, or 2022 uh, 10K report, you want to look at 2021, 2020, 2019, 18, 17. Um, when 2023 comes out, you want to look at that one and you want to compare and contrast. Is the company doing better in this area? Or are they doing worse? Um, and it's really going to break it down and give you everything you need to know um, as far as what happened in the last 12, uh, 12 months for that company. And then it's going to actually show you the two years prior to that. So, yeah, once again, when you're looking at total other comprehensive income net of taxes, it gives you a complete view of the company's income, some of which is not fully captured on the income statement. It's going to give you a better gauge on the company's profitability and stability of earnings. So, yes, that's very important to look at um, and to figure out if you're on the right track or not. So, yeah, man, that's all that I got to say today. Um, once again, none of this is is fact. None of this is, is fiction. None of this is, you know, the gospel. Do your Googles. Do your research, man. Because um, I could be saying anything. But, um, yeah. With that being said, I'm about to get up out of here. This rain is getting wild. Um, no new episode next week. So, February 19th, there's not going to be a new episode. No Passion Purpose Perspective podcast, February 19th. Um, your boy got to have some fun in life. Um, I'm, I'm finna do, um, yeah, I got some things I want to do. Um, you know, just rest, recovery, relaxation, just recoup. And then from there, I'll let you guys know when the next episode is airing. Uh, but for now, you can go back into the feed. You can look at any other episodes you want. We have 136 episodes now for you to go back, listen to and check out. Um, so yeah, man, make sure you download, rate, comment and subscribe to the podcast. We got more episodes on the way. That being said, you already know who it is. I'm not going to say it again. I'm out.